0: I'm Marianne Myers. I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins, and it's time for Food Talk. Good morning, Linda. I've got my apron on. You do? You do? It's it's a
1: secret, because it's underneath my fleecy fleece. (laughs) I'm like,
0: where is your apron? I don't see it. Just because we're on the radio, we can't fib about what we're wearing. (laughs)
1: Oh, no. And if one more person ever tells me I have a face for radio, I swear. (laughs) That's it. I swear all the time anyway. I know, that's why they have the 7 second delay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you? We made it through the first round of the end of, of the holidays. year holidays. Yes, yes. yes.
1: Good. How about you? Fine. You know, we've had such great weather this sunshine. I think it just really affects me, you know, this time of year. It doesn't matter if I burnt something. Woohoo! Sun's out, you know? (laughs) So,
0: so exciting. Cold, but bright. I don't know. There is something about the sun. Sun's out.
1: That there's Cajun. Eat it. (laughs) 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 Blackened potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, um, how was your Thanksgiving? really good you know we um we had a turkey a couple nights before but holidays very often we go to a restaurant and so this was no exception we did and for me that's just really relaxing and and it's fun i like it a lot how about you um
0: i went i went to a friendsgiving um i know that you've been there before yep. there were a lot of us 20 something of us just in case some of you don't think i have friends <laughs> <laughs> I have some. <laughs> have at least 20. Uh, um anyway, th- it's always fun. It's always fun and it's easy because everybody brings something. It's not easy mm-hmm. for the hostess.
1: No, poor because hostess.
0: you got to set up your house for, you know, a lot of people to be able to eat and then you're stuck
1: with the vacuuming
0: and the turkey or the ham or whatever the big entree thing is and the gravy and you know that's the heavy lift is the um hostessing part but the rest of it for the rest of us it's such a skate (laughs) (laughs) and it's just nice to sit around uh a humongous uh table with a whole lot of interesting and funny
1: people i think that's great we both are like hosting a a a radio food show and neither of us cooks for holidays i don't i was
0: assigned very very modest uh, tasks for this one i took one dessert and baked some rolls and uh, made a green bean casserole because green bean casserole oh so i found a recipe for uh, a green bean casserole sans Cream of mushroom soup.
1: Impossible blasphemy.
0: Turns out not impossible. (laughs) So it was good, and it and it. Did you just make like a bechamel? um, I yes. Well, it was like yeah, sort of. I've made it that way. Yeah, and it was good with sautéed mushrooms and then frizzled um, uh, shallots on top, and you know it's good and fresh green greens, which. I don't know how fresh they are because we don't have them around here right now. Yeah, <laughs> they are so not in season. Yeah, but uh, they weren't out of a freezer bag. Is what I mean by that. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, a lot of good food uh, when when a whole bunch of people bring something. Mm-hmm. It's perfect.
1: Did you frizzle the salads?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I tried not to eat them all off of the know. draining paper know. towel so good.
1: before. <laughs> uh, at the spice store, you know they have dried shallots, so they're they're um, you know chunks. They're not; it's not ground up. Oh, they're just so delicious. Oh, Really, really delicious. I same, did not know that. Same thing with the salad pepper. It's so much better than dried onion. I mean, it's like levels better than dried onion. Hey, you know what Pat Milliman told me? No. That she, that the, the spice store in town, that they are going to start carrying those single origin spices. Do you remember a long <gasps> yes. time ago I talked about them? So they're not, yes. they're, they're different than regular spices in that they're not like, all the spices every farmer grows thrown into one barrel it's just one crop from one farmer that they think makes an exceptional whatever spice it is for some reason and so it has just the origin of one farmer and so i'm pretty excited to get those in our teeny tiny town i think that's amazing that oh i that love they're it doing that,
0: i know? love it and i love not uh needing to mail order things to be able to just yes. go downtown and get it yes um Well, I don't live in Astoria, so it's not just like going downtown, but it's fun. (laughs) And um, I get to see people I like and uh, leave my money here. Yeah. So that's
1: good. Way better for the local economy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's really good
1: news. I know. I think so, too. Yeah. So um, I got a text from a friend the other day. Hey, you want some quince? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I got a text from you. Do you want some Well, quince? because I was thinking she'd show up with not a grocery bag, but, you know, just one of those smaller little brown bags. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that would probably be what was in the offing. And she showed up with the bed of her car. Those seats were folded <gasps> down. I mean, there had to be at least 45 pounds of them. Oh, And my so gosh. the reason you got a text is because I'd made eye contact with you at some point <laughs> in my life because I did. And everybody, everybody I'd ever made eye contact with, <laughs> asking them if they wanted some quince. Oh, it was so funny. And so, anyway, it's sort of like, like, um, Like, the birth rate nine months after a a big, you know, blackout power outage, you know? Like, like expect quince paste in everybody's future. (laughs) Because that's what everybody said they were going to make with it. But, oh, they smell so good. And um, she's right. It's a a really good year for quince this year. They were gorgeous.
0: They are absolutely gorgeous. And I even (laughs) admitted to you before I took delivery of a very few
1: uh, that all I
0: really wanted to do with quince was put them in a... Pretty bowl and have them smell up the yeah. kitchen. Oh, they smell so they good. They smell so good. Yeah. And I don't need any more jam or jelly. Although I hadn't, why did I not think about quince paste? Because I buy it. I love it. Yeah. It's no, the you best still can make it smell like they're rotten. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> I could. Yeah. They are smelling real good though.
1: <laughs> well, and then um speaking of, you know, fringe fruit, because you don't just take one out of the fridge and gnaw on that because <laughs> um, they're pretty astringent. Yeah, no. But, um, uh, speaking of fringe fruit or fringe fruit for me, you know, there's like I don't eat a lot of papaya, you know, there's fruits oh, that yeah. are on the fringe for me. So um, uh, at the co-op, they've got both kinds of persimmons right now. You know, there's yes, there's the ones that are crunchy and they're shaped like kind of a regular tomato. Yes, And then there's the ones that you want really mushy. And those are the ones that are kind of shaped like aroma tomato. They yeah. Start with H. I forget what the word is. Do you know? Um I don't know. Yeah, no, I can't it, anyway, I can't say it. So so those you let go till they they almost feel like a bag of water practically, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh David, what's his name? David Liebowitz. he's a um a food blogger and he writes cookbooks and and I like him a lot. Anyway, he had an old James Beard recipe for persimmon bread. So it looks Ooh. like yeah, it's it's really dark, a lot darker than banana bread in it and it had a lot of different nuts and dried fruit in it. And so his recipe was written first I thought, "Oh, I remember seeing those at the co-op." That was the first thing, that kind of persimmon. And then um the recipe says, oh, you can use dried cherries or dried apricots or, or raisins. or." And I have my dried fruit graveyard. Do you have a dried fruit graveyard? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't
0: thought of it that oh, way. Oh, but mine is definitely
1: the dried fruit graveyard. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, you know, I could use some of that up. So anyway, the persimmons are, are what are they like now? They're pretty mushy, but they're just not quite mushy enough. Uh-huh. And so sometime in the next couple of days, I'm going to be making that. And I'm pretty excited about that. Anyway, French fruit
0: bread. I cannot wait to taste that. Plus graveyard. I'm hoping I get to taste that.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'll bring you some. As long as you take more quince. (laughs) (laughs) So how many were you able to give away? No, um, it worked out great because I had as many as I wanted, which was more than the five or six, but about half of uh, one of those big flats that she brought several of. And then um, everybody... Just took a bunch, you know, people yeah. were mostly taking like five or six pounds and then they're going home and there's going to be like a big paste off. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah.
0: I love having that stuff around. Yeah, so I delicious. I love that.
1: And it's so Christmassy, you know? Yeah. Even though my mom did not make or put out quince <laughs> paste, I don't know how it became to mean Christmas for me, but it does.
0: Well, I think all of those jellied kind of things yeah. for some reason yeah. are uh, – Holiday, yeah, especially
1: things. if they're darker, you know. Yeah, Something yeah, about
0: that. I love guava paste, but you know, we are so uh, we have so few fresh guavas here, <laughs> yes,
1: I'm trying to think <laughs> if I've ever seen one,
0: yeah. So, um, it's hard to find that, and I find it sometimes at um, uh, like Latino grocery stores, okay. uh, or that kind of thing. Some place that has a good import section because guava paste is hard to come by, but really, really, really good. Okay. I don't know if I've ever had it. Because we can't find it. We can find quince paste in stores here, but okay. not uh, guava paste for some reason. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. So um, I tried a new recipe. What was it? I have a cookbook I really, really like lately called, I think it's called uh, Cooking for Two. It's from the America's Test Test Kitchen.
1: And they really do test the recipes. I really appreciate that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I I don't uh, worry Mm -hmm. about doing something out of there. But also I appreciate the fact, since I'm cooking for two, that everything is sized appropriately. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not... um, You might know this about me.
1: (laughs) People who know me know. She doesn't get super excited about leftovers. I don't
0: (laughs) do leftovers. I don't do to-go boxes if I have leftovers in a restaurant. I just don't. I try to have what I want and no more. Well, know.
1: and then if you're given too much at a restaurant and you're not going to eat the leftovers, if you don't take a box, you're not wasting that box and putting yeah, it in the landfill. that's
0: right. Or sometimes, depending on what it is, I will take it in a box and give it to Dulcie because, as oh, yeah. we know, Dulcie <laughs> she'll, Taylor will. she fry it up for breakfast. <laughs> she'll add like 47 <laughs> other leftovers this and is a call del- it something. This is a delicious warm salad. <laughs> <laughs> She kills yeah. me. I know that girl. I don't. I, I have not. I've never gone into her kitchen and opened the refrigerator, but I suspect that it's full of boxes. <laughs> yeah.
1: We should give her a show called the Not Food Talk. Oh,
0: we should. <laughs> I
1: guess it is food, though.
0: Yeah, and she has a very creative approach and a very eclectic uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. palate. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, that that would be the only reason I would ever take yeah. leftovers away home away from the restaurant. But anyway, I do you remember we found this uh, uh, unidentified? We didn't know what that cut of meat was in the oh, cooler yeah, yeah. at Egg Day oh, from oh, Nahalem God. River Ranch. It had a French name. Yep. Yeah. And um, we had gone. Oh, I know. I know me too. But we had had before we had something called bavette.
1: That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that was more like a flank steak. Yeah. Uh, this was um, I can't remember the name of it but I had to text um, Jared from the ranch and say what is this? Yeah. Uh, because it looked fabulous. It looked like a steak but it was a weird shape. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it wasn't
1: he, super big. He said it was like
0: a tenderloin or came from some area near the tenderloin. And he
1: said it was the second tenderest piece of beef on the cow. Yes. So why haven't we ever heard of it?
0: I don't know unless we're calling Aren't it something are you interested because neither of us can remember the name (laughs) woohoo radio jared if you're out there please call and tell us the name anyway i bought it and and it may be the reason we never heard of it is that it may go by another name in the store at your butcher uh because i had never heard of bavette but it was also called something
1: else but the thing is it wasn't bavette isn't that like the inside of a ribeye I think I might be wrong. Maybe that was Spencer. But the thing is, it also looked different. So you're like, it may go by a different name, but it also didn't look familiar. No, it looked
0: like, uh, we didn't know what that cut was, but it was very lean and beautiful. And I took it because he said it was so tender. And I um, did this uh, like beef tips in a uh, red wine pan sauce. And it was really, really good. It would have been really good with any tender kind of meat that you're going to um, cube up and just flash, you know. Cook fast. Yep, yep, yep. Just uh, brown it really quick on the outside and leave it pink on the inside. And, um, and it was delicious. And I had forgotten about pan sauces. And yeah. that's what this book reminded me. Oh, there's so many good pan sauces that are not just gravy.
1: We should talk about them.
0: Well, they're fabulous. Anyway, this one was with red wine, which, bonus... Only needed a third of a cup, so all that red wine left over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Ulterior Myers. <laughs>
0: yes, but we can't uh, really effectively save red wine. So we were compelled to have that with dinner. But um, it was really good. Just at, And it called for shallots, which I had used all my shallots, frizzled on top of the green frizzled.
1: bean. Yes, I had so. frizzled my shallots.
0: So I did what... Um, you do. You use what you have, and I just minced up a little onion and a clove of garlic because somehow those two come as close as possible. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was just really good um, red wine and um, some beef broth and um, reduced mm-hmm. down to a sauce. It was delicious, and it made me think, oh, why am I not doing more pan sauce? There's a little uh, couple tablespoons of butter folded in at the end. Mm-hmm. <gasps> My gosh, you could just have that. Um, without whatever was in the pan to start with (laughs) except (laughs) you can't have pan sauce if you haven't done something I need to take a quick sec and remind everybody that uh, they're listening to Food Talk on Coast Community Radio KMUN Astoria, KTCB Tillamook, streaming at coastradio.org and that Food Talk is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web where we are doing uh, a Day every Thursday
1: from Woo-hoo. nine to four. Goo 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 <laughs>
0: We had such a spectacular egg day the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I have I, I could not believe how much gorgeous produce we had yeah. at the end of November. Yeah. Just so stunningly beautiful. Yeah,
1: Spring Up Farm was Spring Up Farms was there. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> but um boy, what 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 they can Get out of the ground in the middle of the winter is oh, is practically magic. It's I really know. something. It looked like spring. So many greens. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And carrots and uh, hey,
1: she had that really interesting green. Oh, that rem- I bought some, but I haven't I haven't done anything with it yet. Um soy and yes. I I saw that. Um, Busu downtown had a dish with that, too, a tofu dish. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, so it looks a little curly like kale is, but the leaves look most like spinach. And she said it's like a, a tender spinach, something that you would just, you know, cook for just, you know, a few seconds, uh-huh. just like you would any tender green. And um, yeah, so no, I, I got that in the fridge and I haven't done anything with it yet. I'm excited about it. it I was so put pretty. it in
0: stir fries and I put it
1: in omelets. It's really good. Yeah. What did you think of its flavor?
0: I like its flavor. Um, it's really mild. I mean, you know, it's not like assertive, especially in a stir fry mm-hmm. where you got a ton of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really nice in an omelet, and I—it's really tender. I wonder if you could just put it, some in a salad.
1: The thing with that farm spring up is that they really know a lot about different Asian vegetables and greens, which is great because they grow so well here. Yeah, and I'm just not familiar with them, you know. A Widjamiah is a hundred miles away. So yeah. I just I don't I just don't have a lot of contact with them but it's so nice when she brings them in. One of my favorite farmers market moments it was um oh decades ago in Minnesota and there was some in, in Minnesota, in the farmer's markets at that time, most of the stalls, most of the people who are doing most of the growing were among, They were um, refugees oh, yeah. and, um, from China. And so they would grow what they knew, which is Chinese vegetables. So there's something I'd never seen it before. It looked like it was from outer space. I had no idea what it is. So I said, what is this? And she says, one dollar. And I'm like, no, no, what is it? And she says, one dollar. <laughs> Okay, I'm American.
0: (laughs) Get out your dollar. Yeah. Take it home. Figure it out. Oh, my gosh. That's funny.
1: (laughs) But it's so nice to see the stuff that they are growing at the food web. Just really, really something.
0: Yeah. It's a treat. And it's a treat to get so much fresh fabulousness uh, so late in the year. I mean, we're not reduced to just winter squash and potatoes right now.
1: (laughs) It's starch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. So many greens. And that's just really, really nice. That's always the thing in the spring. I mean, you're like, oh, yeah, strawberries. Oh, yeah, watermelon. But man, the salad greens are just the thing that I am craving, you know. Yep, in the spring. Cause That's we just the thing. Don't have them for so long.
0: I know. Hey, um, I I have to tell you, uh, you've been baking fabulous bread that is available. Uh, um, on at egg day. Thank you. On Thursdays. And uh, you have been bringing such a wide variety of this beautiful bread that you make versions of this beautiful bread that you make. Gosh,
1: it's like I'm a mad scientist. I I I mean, I don't know know what it is. But all of a sudden, I just started like seriously experimenting. I'm like, I've got some buckwheat. I'm putting it in bread. I mean, it was so good. So I bought a
0: loaf of the buckwheat because it was so good. Thank you. And um, I took it home. And it was in a, you know, a plastic shopping, or not a plastic shopping bag, but, you know, a reusable shopping bag Mm -hmm. with a ton of other stuff that wasn't even food. And I had a lot of stuff in the car, and I unloaded all of it. And that one got put on the floor next to this uh, place where I keep my purse and everything by the door. And I kind of forgot about it. And then. (laughs) Uh-oh. Rut roll. (laughs) My dog ate like a third of a loaf of buckwheat bread. <laughs> she ate right through the round paper bag, and oh uh, she's a very small dog. Yes, she is. She's about twenty one pounds. Of bread is
1: bigger than she. Is. She was
0: like thirty five pounds when she finished. <laughs> she she stayed fat for like two days. <laughs> So I gotta say, uh, and oh, I just like—I'm so sorry. I just cut the nibbled edge off, and we <laughs> ate the rest of it because it was so good. I can't. Oh my god! Falter. You ate floor or, bread,
1: chewed upon, not oh, upon floor totally. bread. Totally. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> I, <laughs> my floors are fine. Oh, I had a fifty-pound dog eat a ten-pound bag of cat food what? once, and he couldn't even sit down. <laughs> I'm
0: so sad. <laughs> Day after Thanksgiving. Anyway, yeah, I got to tell you that your, um, <laughs> that your buckwheat bread has been approved by non-humans everybody, also. Everybody in the house. <laughs> the whole family loves your bread. Well, the cats well, not so much, but you know how picky they are.
1: Well, I've been experimenting. Okay, so I got all like mad scientists about bread because I just wanted to make something besides that rustic bread which is made out of white bread flour and white whole wheat flour. And so I started getting all mad scientists. But then you know what I've been doing this week? The same thing with cake. It's so fun. What? I know. I know. I've had some extraordinary failures. (laughs) (laughs) For instance, said buckwheat. But then then, um, um, a a lot of it is working out really good. Turns out that whole wheat carrot cake is delicious. Really? Yes. I'm not making that up. (laughs) I'm not like just tooting my own horn.
0: Are you making a variety of kinds of cake or just uh, the same kind of cake with different grains um, or wait, different
1: flours? Uh, so I'm taking recipes that I normally make and I'm making them with, with whole other, grain flours. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so a failure might be? Buckwheat. <laughs> Buckwheat almond cake, no, no, <laughs> no, okay. no, no. But whole wheat um, um, carrot cake, carrot cake, I think is better than regular carrot <gasps> wow. cake. Wow, yeah. So I'm really, really happy with that. So once I get encouragement like that, because I'm just like you know, a kid with a pat on the head, then I just <laughs> get going. So, so look for spelt in your future. <laughs> spelt is good. No, what's that? Oh, it's spelt cake. <laughs> it doesn't sound good, but. <laughs> Also, um, you know how when you put oatmeal in stuff, because I'm also counting that. Yeah. You know how, have you ever noticed this? Because I think it's a a, a little beautiful thing. Like when you are making biscotti and you're shaping your logs, or when you're making cookie dough and you're kind of rolling it out, when you have oatmeal in it, all the oatmeal goes in the same direction. The flakes, have you ever noticed that? No, and I can't believe you have. uh, Well, because here's the reason. Um, When... I make biscotti and I put oatmeal in the dough, and then I, I form the log. And you know, you're kind of petting it, petting it, forming the log, forming the log. And and seriously, all the oatmeal goes in the same direction. It follows the path of least resistance, so it's going like a frisbee through the air. And then when you cut it, you're cutting through the oatmeal, and it's so pretty. It's like, it's ah. it looks kind of like um like particle board. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Board. Now doesn't that sound delicious? <laughs> But there's all these little Sign me up. <laughs> there's all these little lines, and it's the same thing when I make cookie dough. When I make um, logs of cookie dough, and then you're you're forming it, forming it, forming it, and so you're you're working with the dough, and then all the oatmeal goes in the same direction, and then when you cut your cookies crosswise to that, they have just all these little lines that are so pretty in them. It it almost looks it's just the texture of some kind of mineral or something. You know, it's a it's,
0: kaleidoscope.
1: Yeah, it's really really pretty. And so um, anyway, I've just been noticing that lately, and I I think it's pretty.
0: <laughs> it's a phenomenon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cookies, you know, it's December. I know. It's time to ramp up your cookie game, all seven of you out there. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So I really don't know. Do you know a cookie dough that isn't freezeable? No, yeah, I don't I, think I there really, is one. I mean, it would be. I have never encountered a cookie dough that you couldn't freeze might be something if you're making like a meringue-type cookie, something like that, that's, you know, really different from regular cookies. But if, if you look at that thing and you immediately say cookie, I think the dough is freezable. And so now just make some dough. Just, just make some dough, put it in your freezer so that you can just lob off some cookies as it gets closer to Christmas and you're not, you know, wrecking your, your holiday by mixing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because we all know how that is yeah, yeah. do we no <laughs> we don't I, I virtually never make cookies I just rely on What's people the like matter you because <laughs> I'll eat them oh, like so I, so don't, I don't I don't have hordes of people that I uh take cookies to I yeah. guess I should but I don't so I know you have uh, 20 friends
1: <laughs> 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 well um one way that i have been okay so there's an almond cookie that i really like to make and so what i will do is i will make enough cookie dough that it will fit into a 9 by 13 baking pan up pretty much up to the top. So, so what I do is I, I line the pan with parchment and I've got a big sling on it. And then, um, so that I can, you know, get it out of there later. And then I make a lot of dough. And then what I do is I carefully squish the dough into the pan. So, so, um, if you just lob it in there, the whole thing, and then press, you're going to get a lot of air pockets. Oh, right, And that right. doesn't work. So, so like, first I'll squish, you know, um, a small handful into the corners, and then I squish it around all the edges, and then I start squishing it in the middle. And then I put a big piece of parchment on top, and I have another pan exactly the same, and I put it on the top, and I press, and I press, and I press, and I lift it up, and it's pretty even, but it's not even. So then I even it out some more, and I press, and I press, and I press. So what I'm trying to do is get just a, a cake pan-sized um, um, brick of this dough. And then what I do is I put it in the refrigerator till it's quite hard, and then I, I slice four square logs off of it. Oh. So... You can slice whatever size cookie you want, but that's what I like with this dough because it spreads. So the long way, I cut it in half, and then I cut each of those in half, and then I wrap them up in plastic, and I wrap them up in foil, and I stick them in the freezer. And that, that makes about 100 cookies, you know.
0: Okay, so each log is making? 25. All right. And
1: just the way that I cut that dough. But right. but there's different ones that you cut only a quarter inch thick, then right. you're going to get 100 cookies out of a log, you know. Wait, did I do that math right? No, I did not. <laughs> Stop doing the math. Just don't do the math. (laughs) This is
0: my favorite way to completely screw up something is to say, I'm going to triple the recipe, but I I don't need a pen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen me. I was trying to make some like um, multi-grain bread. So there's so I make my bread and I've got when people make bread there's there's a certain hydration level so like when you make bread your whole life then you're like this is the hydration level i'm comfortable with and that just means the weight ratio of, of liquid to, to flour and to solids or I guess dry ingredients and so anyway so then I was trying to make this nine grain bread well you have to soak you know this the oh. sesame seeds and you have to soak the barley and you have to soak the sunflower seeds and all this stuff so they're not too hard to chew so there's all that water in there and I was trying to do that math I mean with a piece <laughs> of paper and a pen of how much then how much liquid I wanted in there because what soaked into them what didn't soak into them you know what I mean oh my god I just about sprayed the whole upper half. Of my body oh my it turned out fabulous though that oh, was really you. good but still I thought it was just so funny just I'm like struggle 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 carry the three <laughs> <You know? laughs> when when Science something you know things happen incrementally to you but but when there's just something that so glaringly shows you how far you have degenerated <laughs> We need a squad of teenagers with their phones and calculators. Oh, my gosh. And their fresh no. little brains. Fresh little brains. I
0: know. Fresh brains would be great. <laughs> you need to hire a fresh brain. <laughs> you? It is uh, almost 10 o'clock. No. Yes. No. I don't know what happens. What I, if we kept going? What would they do? <laughs> I'm afraid that uh, they don't Graham that. would barge into the air room and turn us off. Oh, <laughs> In self-defense. That's what I'm guessing. He's too polite. He'd <laughs> be just outside the air room window giving me the stop it sign. <laughs> um, uh, but I do know that uh, John Stevenson is in the house out there. He's so uh, talented. I know. He's incredibly talented, and he's ready to share His uh, artfulness uh, with a couple of hours of music on Lost Highways coming up right after Headline News, which is uh, coming our way at one minute after. So I want to say thank you so much, Linda Perkins. Thank you, Marianne. My errs. All of you go out there and cook something, would you? That'd be excellent. And um, I want to remind you that you are listening to Coast Community Radio, KMUN. Astoria 91.9 FM, KTCB Tillamook 89.5 FM, streaming at coastradio.org, and on your mobile using the TuneIn app.